walk through China, Far East, land of opportunities. Still after five days in Shenzhen and surrounding cities, I cannot stop to be amazed at what I see. I'm like on a walk in the sci-fi novel of futuristic lifestyle from Spielberg movies. Everywhere you go, there is something simply catches your eye. Tall buildings with amazing structural designs questioning how they can even stand. I mean, I have not seen many buildings like that in the US or AU. But at the same time, there is a symbiotic mixture of futurism and tradition in one place. From the shopping malls on steroids and buildings used as marketing walls, to the small rugged buildings next to high-rises glaring at each other like David and Goliath. Morning start peacefully and early, with the sound of the birds and the hum of the wind, under the trees in the park group of people, young and old, men and women, moving in the same coordinated flow of some martial arts and flow of meditation or some other activities. Sun is up and heat is building up with extreme humidity. It seems that they are not bothered too much by it, but I did puff here and there and sweated like pork on barbecue. The temperature is always in high numbers, even at night. The only time of the year when it cools down to the lowest numbers of 10 Celsius degrees is from December to the end of February. That would be the perfect time for me, however. The Electric Vehicles Expo is at this time of the year. All taxi and public transportation are electric vehicles, and that is regulated by the laws. But it was a bit of favoritism to the company called Build Your Dream. Company is the main electric vehicle supplier for public taxis and as they call BYD, here Tesla of Asia. No wonder they reached over 80% electrification. But all that is thanks to good electric vehicle charging networking. But how? Why is the West so different? I was wondering and decided to dig a bit deeper into all this. Talk to the locals and companies that are in the electric vehicles industry from automakers to charger makers. The government did push on all this, but they did help companies and the population to make an easy transition with subsidies, incentives and better policies compared to the West. I would not even try to explain and understand China's policies. We're struggling with our own to better understand as is. They get grants and investments way easier than it is in the West for sure. Otherwise, this fast advancement in just 20 years would not be accomplished as is. On top of that, all the technology here is way cheaper than in the West. Just look at the US and the U compared to Asia, not only China. The U is in a better standing since they started EV adaptation way earlier than the US. We know that the federal government set aside an astonishing $7.4 billion for the next five years but met laws and requirements that in some cases it is almost impossible to get any of that money. Not all that money is for electric vehicle infrastructure. As matter of fact, it is shared for the entire green energy and renewable sector. However, the first obstruction starts from submittal reviewers who do not understand the industry at all, just following black and white written documents that someone wrote not knowing what it takes and to what extent small businesses need to go in order to do all this, with short timelines to... Prepare vast documentation asking for specific descriptive language and even fonts to use. All that can disqualify you as an applicant for the grants and rebates just for using a different font or not marking the pages. It is simply ridiculous. Like any of that will make the product better. It should be simple. We have a product that is in high demand, and there are a lot of clients who would get it yesterday if only could get to the grants and rebates more easily and faster. So how do the U.S. lawmakers think that anyone can comply with what they ask and do it in the timelines they set for the electric vehicle's agenda plan for 2030? That is around the corner and we are moving too slowly. They simply wave with the money in front of our faces, and that is it. I strongly believe that Western governments are making critical errors in the legislative language and proposed laws, obstructing fast growth of the charging network, and reducing the anxiety and stress of electric vehicle owners, 
We need to make a change, and I urge. Fast. I mean, if the government is pushing the electric vehicle's agenda, shouldn't they think of how to be more efficient instead of slowing the entire industry and causing unnecessary commotion? We can see how all this starts backlashing in the auto industry, from the dealers cancelling the electric vehicle orders since they cannot sell them or the car is on the lot for months and without serious interest of buyers, including some of the OM automakers that are stopping investing into, repurposing their facilities into the electric vehicle's production since they are losing money. More and more people are simply losing interest in buying electric vehicles due to a lack of charging networking, at least in the U.S. market. Currently, the entire electric vehicle industry in the U.S. is operating on a 20-30% to 30 loss. Do the lawmakers even use their gooey stuff between their ears, or do they just blindly follow the directive? Question by who? Not all are losing profit. So, who is benefiting from that, I wonder? We have charging networking that is 70% down and non-operable. On top of that, we have mandates on what we can use and some ridiculous standards that we are obligated to follow just because someone had a bit of a play with pen and paper. That is why I am amazed by some countries I visited, including China, since all we know it is a communist country, with no freedom, population control, poverty, and etc. That is what we hear, but the reality is a bit different, with one exception, cameras and tracking of people, face. Recognition is everywhere, but they accept it as they say here. We give up some of our privacy for the convenience, safety, and easier lifestyle. Western people live in a delusion of freedom and privacy. If you have a phone, you have already given up your privacy. If you don't do illegal things, you have nothing to worry about in China. The country is safe. I have not seen almost any police activity here like it is in the U.S. sirens all the time and police presence. Factories have a totally different approach to their workers. Yes, they are high expectations on utilization, but midday lunch breaks and providing within factories three meals a day free of charge, resting lounges and massaging centers, even full gyms and rooms to stay to sleep if they are coming to work from distances. So why do we think that the West is advanced compared to Asia? We could be more advanced than any country if our government were less demanding, and when I say our government, I refer to the U.S. lawmakers and proper cooperation with small businesses since the electric vehicles market has grown exponentially fast and is in demand. And not only for this industry, we see all these impacting others as well. People need to understand that for every electric vehicle on the road, we need a minimum of three charges to be available for use. Adoption of home charges, such as in private homes and residences, is in the most demand. 70% of charging is done at the convenience of your home. Next are work locations. While people are at work, they can recharge, but my prediction is that it will be around 20-25%, to 25%, and finally a public charging infrastructure will be 5-10%. to 10%. When we are talking about this percentage, it is not how many units will be deployed, but how they will be used. You probably ask yourself how to come so low on public use since that is the biggest push to create that infrastructure. Well, simply like we have the conventional gas stations across the countries, we will need that commodity, so we remove anxiety out of actuation. Not only that, homes will eventually be surpassed by the use of public fast-charging locations since we will have higher battery capacities for longer ranges and more days of driving before. We need to stop and charge. Charging it should be done within minutes, not hours. There will be a time that will not matter where you will charge, since the world will have a proper infrastructure, but we are far from it. The world needs to unite and put differences aside and start cooperating, stop wars, and make deals. Open markets will be the future of humanity. It is just a matter of time. We need young and fresh minds, not outdated and stuck in the past, and stopping the progress of advanced civilization.
We are on the brink of a new era in humanity. I will simply end today's episode with a short statement. People wake up and start using your brains not what others tell you to do, and blindly follow the rules and directives, and believe in mainstream media. We all know most of what we see on television programming is not the right information. That is why we turn more to independent reports, podcasts and channels, so we can get a better picture of what is going on around us and trust people's experiences and what they see firsthand when they share it with you. But do your own diligent research based on the info given, including people like me. Stay safe, my Q in charge listeners, and don't forget to like, share and subscribe, and until next time,